This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Nau mai, haere mai. I'm Patricia from Trade Aid in Havelock North, and I'd like to welcome all you marvellous Hawke's Bay listeners um, to this little segment about um, Trade Aid. And actually, I'd like to begin with a huge thank you and an acknowledgement to ah, the wonderful people, both organisers and artists, who gave us such a, a fantastic arts festival here in Hawke's Bay uh, during October. Uh, what a marvellous effort uh, at Trade Aid. We celebrate creativity in in the things that, that our people make and share with us. And through October, we saw the most marvellous creativity, soul-lifting stuff, heartwarming stuff, and thoughtful stuff coming out of the Arts Festival. So huge Thank you uh, to everybody who was in any way engaged with that marvellous time. So, as I said, Trade Aid celebrates the best in people. It's incredible to think um, that after 50 years, Trade Aid is still doing things differently. We are activists and we are ethical, and we are still here. <laughs> and, you know, that's surprising to keep a business going that long, especially when we're a not-for-profit business. And we are advocating for equity in trade justice um, and education uh, and, and putting so much effort into making things better for people and better for the planet. And you might think uh, that that's a pretty strange business model. But given the attitude of uh, New Zealanders here in Aotearoa, we've been able to sustain this unique way of trading and uh, recognising and celebrating and supporting the skills of people around the world in underdeveloped countries, people who would not normally have a chance um, to put their brilliant products out there, uh, you know, to the wider community. So why do we do this? Well, it's pretty clear that the major trading systems of the world are unfair. The system's unfair for our planet, and it's unfair for our workers. It's unfair for our farmers, for our producers, our suppliers. It's unfair for small businesses, and it's unfair for consumers because... We know and we have a conscience and we really want to do the right thing um, by the planet, by the people. And trade aid, supporting trade aid is one way in which we can 
um, do the right thing. And you might think, look, it's a terribly small thing. I am a very small piece of this great international scene. doesn't matter. Everything is a very small piece. Every atom counts. So there you go. Uh, I thought um, since we're 50 years old now and we're coming to the end of this particular year, it would be useful just to have a flip back and and see um, some of the things, you know, that have happened in these years and the way that um, trade aid has become such a significant force um, in Aotearoa. So let's go back to um, hmm, 1973. Trade aid really was established then as as a a response to global political turmoil. So at that time, um, our founders, who are Vi and Richard Cottrell, marvellous people still living in, um, in Christchurch and an absolute delight, so they were actually living and working in uh, northern India, and they were working with about 100,000 displaced Tibetan refugees after the Chinese uh, takeover of of Tibet. So we've got about 100,000 people now as refugees. And sadly to say, um, you know, 50 years later, we've got more than 100,000 refugees of various kinds being forced to live outside their their birth countries um, because of political turmoil. Some things don't change, yeah. So with these Tibetan refugees, um, you you know, um, they had generational skills, uh, but they needed some way to uh, get those skills, uh, you know, working into uh, products that could be, uh, uh, you know, made available to the rest of the world. And so... um, Vi and Richard uh, began uh, working uh, with that aim um, to get some of those products available on the New Zealand market at a fair price. Now, back then, the term fair trade was not actually known, it wasn't recognised. But it was the beginning, in those 70s, it was the beginning of recognition by a number of people around the world that things needed to be done differently. And a fair price was the the beginning um, point. So um, Vi and Richard, they got together with some friends um, and, uh, you, you know, about 18 of them in Christchurch, and they established uh, what was called Trade Aid uh, as a, a not-for-profit organisation with a mission to encourage trade between New Zealand and underdeveloped countries. And and that's where it began. And the first product, I just think this is quite delightful. The first product um, was made from uh, strips of handcrafted Tibetan material 
And these these strips of material were used to make um, beautiful bags, and they were those bags were actually uh, stitched in uh, Kilmarnock uh, by Kilmarnock Enterprises in Christchurch, and they were sold at Beath's department store. Now I hope there are some other listeners out there old old enough, as old as I am, to remember Beath's department store um, in Christchurch. These bags were sold like hotcakes, uh, really. They became incredibly popular and they became a symbol of ethical, fair trade for, for many years throughout the country. You know, they represented something. They're like the, you know, the slogan T-shirts that people wear now. They they said, uh, look, um, I'm supporting this. I believe in this. And, and that was great. And along with those bags came um, the uh, fantastic, what we called then, numda rugs, beautiful hand-felted and hand-embroidered um, floor rugs or wall hangings um, and they uh, were incredibly popular too and still are and the beautiful designs continue to flourish. Most of the designs represent um, things from the natural world uh, surrounding uh, the, the, the women who hand-embroider um, the rugs. The men make the felt, and it's a it's a quite a, a, a strenuous um, business making this felt because it's all um, hand rolled and hand wet, hand rolled again and again and again. The felt is then certified as being up to quality. Um, and then it's handed over to the women for um, hand embroidery. So enormous amount of work um, goes into these these rugs, and they they they're pieces of artwork. They're things of beauty, um, absolute joy to see. Back in the seventies, um, there was a, New Zealand uh, had a very strong organisation called Corso. Some of you will will remember that um, Corso. Um, had the aim of of um, educating uh, people in in underdeveloped countries so that they could go back to their base countries and uh, you know spread what they had learnt uh, with their their people and in that way by uh, using education and trade improved the lives of their communities. So at that time, there was a shift in in the way we thought about aid, you know, teach people how to do something rather than just, you know, give them, give them a handout. And and this is the way that, you know, progress is made um, through through, uh, education, Uh, you get socio-economic development, and trade aid has been part of that education scene from the very beginning. You know, it didn't take long um, for uh, trade aid to build up 60 trading partners in 25 countries. Um, Their products, our craft products were, well, decidedly eclectic, shall we say, there were homewares and baskets, 
um, the carpets, the Tibetan carpets, and um, Kiwis responded incredibly well to all all of these little homewares coming into the the country. The relationships um, within the trade aid movement um, put people before profit, and they were based on um, partnerships and dialogue and transparency and respect. And the goal was always for greater equity in international trade. So by 1983, um, trade aid was really well established and it had uh, some great ideas about how to make the world fairer through trade. And, you know, I said at the beginning we were activists and, and, and remained so. Um, trade aid, the trade aid movement responded to serious political movements of the day, including things like um, n- nuclear-free and um, anti-apartheid. And we lobbied governments to to help break down um, craft product licensing restrictions for Pacific companies uh, who wanted the opportunity uh, to sell their goods in the New Zealand market. And we tried and still do to raise awareness on trade injustices and imbalances of power uh, in the, the conventional trade structure, always to advocate for changes in policies uh, to favour equitable trade. And these guiding principles are still with us today and they were captured by the World Fair Trade Organisation and uh, with its ten principles of operating and, you know, as the name says, it's global, it's across the world, so that is fantastic. But back then in 83, also Trade Aid realised, well, you know, um, to make fundamental change, you really had to think big, and having small homewares was great, but you needed to be bigger in the market, and that's what it did. It took on tea. Now, tea is the most, I guess, widespread commodity in the world, and and that's what Trade Aid did. It took on this great challenge, and then followed by coffee. And the way that Trade Aid was able to operate was to set up partnerships with tea producers and coffee producers around the world, import the tea to New Zealand, import the green coffee beans to New Zealand, and then through the wholesale system, make those available to other New Zealand companies. So already something like 1,300 like-minded Kiwi businesses were able uh, to get in on this fairly traded, fair-priced uh, tea and coffee, 
and and put their own brand on it and um, be confident uh, that they were part of a, a very positive um, trading system, one that was better for the planet and better for the people. So now, here today, in uh, 2023, um, we are able to collaborate with talented artists and farmers. We've got 57 social enterprises working with us, and these are across 25 countries in the Pacific, Asia, Africa, and South America. So, you know, when you support trade aid, you're not only supporting um, a lo local industries, you're supporting a global network of small local businesses offering opportunities to their local communities. And, you know, we're going to keep on fighting for that trade justice until it's the standard way to trade and it's, it's fair for everybody. And we'll continue to champion ethical and sustainable trading practices and to make a positive impact on the world. You know, that's going to benefit both the producers and, and us as consumers um, for years to come. And, you know, really, you should be proud of that and um, let your kids know uh, that you, you support trade aid and fair trade. And, yeah, that's, um, it's, something, it's something to hold on to and to be proud of, uh, that you, you're part of this community of mm, respect for the planet and respect for the people. So I'm going to take you back to um, 2009. So we have a, a historical view of slavery. Mm, everybody has a, a concept of slavery. And what is shocking uh, to us is that... Uh, you know, it's too easy to think that slavery is a thing of the past, and unfortunately, it's not. So, in um, back in 2007, uh, we had a campaign asking for a ban on slave-made products entering New Zealand. And the findings were released by the government in 2009. And amongst those findings was the suggestion, as a result of those findings, that New Zealand businesses could voluntarily put a slave-free label on their products. So 2009, TradeAid ran a media and education campaign. It engaged schools and consumers to ask businesses if they would put this label, or if they could put this label on their products. But sadly, um, no New Zealand chocolate companies could. Um, and that, yeah, that's a bit of a, a, a sad reflection. So, in 2014, 
TradeAid decided to establish its own chocolate factory where it could be certain that there was no slave labour at all involved in the production of the products. So, a sweet revolution, we called it. We opened the Sweet Justice Chocolate Factory in Christchurch, 2014, and it's going well. Oh, and since we've mentioned chocolate, I really need to tell you, before I forget, that we have got two new chocolate items in the shop. They are sticks, uh, chocolate-coated sticks. The uh, dark chocolate-coated orange sticks and milk chocolate-coated mint sticks. And, you know, they've hit our shelves just in time for the summer celebrations. And I'll tell you, they're going to be great in Christmas stockings. So keep an eye on those. And, uh, yeah, um, come in and try uh, tasting. We'll have some tastings uh, through November, and I'm sure you'll be happy um, to put some of those in some Christmas uh, stockings. So another great thing uh, uh, in relation to the, uh, the slave, anti-slave movement was that um, in 2021... We picked that up again, and this time with a great more success. A lot more people in New Zealand were on board with this notion of anti-modern slavery. And we were able to, working with um, World Vision, we were able to present to Parliament in 2021 uh, a, a, a mission um, with 37,000 signatures requesting a uh, an anti-modern slavery act in New Zealand. And you know that's under underway at the moment. Um, the, uh, the legislation has been drafted and I am sure that the, uh, the new government will see that that becomes law as soon as possible. And, you know, that's the kind of um, success story uh, we like to, um, to get uh, out of our... Uh, activism, um, you know, so we're not just in the market to sell things, but we're in the market to educate people and to, for, for the purpose of making um, life better for the people and life better for the planet. And another example of um, a, a program that, that Trade Aid got uh, inter- organized um, and was involved in was a campaign um, which uh, focused on jute, on jute as an alternative um, to plastic. So uh, we were getting a lot of uh, uh, jute imports um, from Bangladesh. Um, Beautiful things, fabulous, well-made, handcrafted goods. But the competition from plastic was quite strong. And, um, you know, even back in in 1980, and so we needed to have a campaign to, even then, to show the damage that uh, the plastic production would do to the environment and the damage that it would do to this whole um, uh, jute 
industry, if you like, especially in Bangladesh. And uh, Sir Edmund Hillary um, came on board with that, and he fronted a national appeal to to generate uh, a campaign to um, raise awareness of the importance of, of keeping natural products like jute uh, alive in the market and reducing uh, impact uh, the impact of um, plastic and in a similar way politically okay Nicaragua was under threat for losing its democratic government um, and uh, we were blessed at the time by having the most marvelous uh, woman um, uh, Tuai Ricard. She was born in uh, Nicaragua, um, became, but came to New Zealand, and she was known as Eva Ricard. And she was the front woman of a campaign to support Nicaragua in its uh, battle to maintain its democratic status. I'm very happy to say that um, we are still uh, with Nicaragua very much in our coffee. And there's the thing about coffee. We talked chocolate before, and I'll just pop in a word about coffee. So here's our, our coffee. Um, if you put your head out the window and you smell the coffee roasting around here in Hawke's Bay, you can be pretty sure that that coffee has come through trade aid and it's being roasted by our marvellous local roasters and uh, we're just so happy to be part of this system. So look, dear listeners of Hawke's Bay, there we go. Come in and support Trade Aid. We know the value of hard work here. We know what comes out of the soil, fruit of the soil, work of human hands. That's what Trade Aid's about. And uh, we would just be so happy to welcome you in our shop in Havelock North um, on Napier Road. Come in and see what we do and have a chat. And if you're on the other side of the river, there's an equally lovely shop over in Napier on Hastings Street. Thank you for being with us, um, for being part of our campaign to... Make the world a better place through fair trade. Take care, everybody. Um, Lovely to spend time with you. Have a great November. This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.